All right, so you know how we get exclusives here, the Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Fun Hour. Deep cuts. Um, we got an exclusive, and it's from the Phillies organization. So obviously there's no fans down at the stadium right now, and, um, but I got the leaked. Uh, you know how the players do player introductions at mm-hmm. the stadium? They go on, like, you know, the Jumbotron and all that. Well, I got the leaked ones that were supposed to be used this year, and they're surprising, I yeah. have to say. Not exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah. There's so. a real uh, deep look into their own, uh, kind of their individuality. But uh, <laughs> let's take a look. Uh, I'll roll it. Hey, Philly, what's going on? This is Aaron Nola, and I get it. I don't know what to think of myself either. Hey, Phillies fans. Reese Hoskins here. If you want to see Pat Burrow on his best day and Chris Davis on his worst day, come down to the park. Hey, everybody. This is Vince Velasquez, who has two thumbs, throws absolute fire, and gives up eight runs by the fourth. Hey, Phillies fans. Roman Quinn here. I'll be out of the league faster than I can run to first base, but still come down to the park and watch all my backups. What's up, guys? Bryce Harper. Have you seen my lettuce? What's up, everybody? This is Andrew Knapp. Hey, everybody. This is Jake Arrieta. Fucking do this again, I guess. Hey, everybody. It's the Fanatic. I bet you never heard what my voice sounds like before. Where the hell are all the fans? I haven't seen a game in weeks. Rocky, Rocky Balboa, Rocky Balboa, cheesesteak fun hour. Rocky, Rocky Balboa, Rocky Balboa, cheesesteak fun hour. Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa, a cheesesteak for an hour. Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 33rd episode of the Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Fun Hour. It is good to be back. To my left, I had Jimmy Hurts, I have Dirty Mike, and we do have Nicky Neck back. We were talking about eating him alive. He did shave his face. He is still fat as fuck, and we didn't eat him. We were going to roast him alive. He's still looking like a tasty morsel over he there. He is. Hey. He still would be. His his beard is trying to grow back. It is not fast enough. He is still just, oh, he's tough to look it's at. It's only like a five o'clock shadow, and I don't really, I don't remember my beard taking that long to grow, so I'm kind of pissed off. It is. But hey, I, I'm i I'm all jacked and tan. Like a medium my, it, it, I do have a, a mean five o'clock shadow. I think I'm looking pretty damn good. No, it, I thought your beard would grow back much faster than this. I lost 10 pounds since last week. Listen, no, listen, you stopped eating. a rare piece of prime rib, don't you? You still have a nice tan about my you. My tan is gorgeous. You Gorgeous you have tan. You've definitely gained weight since last week. Nope, lost it. <laughs> Certainly not. And uh, you're you're jiggling. You're sitting down yeah, and I, still I, moving. I didn't lose a pound. He is stationary but moving. Yeah, absolutely. It's, <sighs> a, it's, a, it's that line from uh, Big Daddy. He eats a Big Mac and he's jiggling. Like, it's unbelievable. But what you are you going to do? You know, I'm, guys, I'm working on it. I'm working I would have eaten mm-hmm. the shit out of you. I can't hey, believe we didn't do I it. I offered I offered for the good of the show. We could have recorded the whole thing. Are you still sunburned? Nobody, nobody are you, are you, you all right now? The, could you imagine the fat marbling on a nice little hind quarter? Oh, of, my uh, God. Yeah. Nick Carcass. Uh, hey, mm. hey, hey. 
All right, we should move on. But are you are you at least relieved of your sunburn now? Yeah, my sunburn's good. I mean, my nose is peeling a little bit. But, but that's uh, a nose. Know, that I doesn't matter. That. I can handle that. Yeah, I'm all, all good. Right. I mean, I'm I'm just toast. Look at this. Look at this, guys. No, we're not looking we're gonna, at you. We're going to put pictures of all my right, tan. So, going on to what is going on in the world of sports and the world around us. When it seemed like everything was going fine and we were going to kickstart into the end of summer and fall of sports, things have changed. Baseball doesn't seem to be coming back. Uh, we might have a chance of basketball not coming back now. But you know what? Us Eagles fans can take solace in the fact that mm-hmm. the Eagles season has officially started because one of the most important players on our team is lost due to injury. So really, it was like kickoff happened you know I mean? the you're, other you're, day. You're, you're lighting the coals on the grill. Yeah. You're getting your grill going. Mm-hmm. You know, you're hearing cutting the, the birds. On the Everybody's cutting the grass. You're hearing the birds in the sky. Oh. And, then the, and, then the snap, and then the snap of a key player's leg. A fresh Achilles. For the, for the rest of the season. It was just like a one o'clock kickoff on a Sunday. It's Philadelphia, Matt. Brandon Brooks. Top three, four, five no, player on one, the team. Number one guard in the league. Yeah. All definitely pro bowler. Is he an all pro guard? He's, he's all pro. Go- he he's was number yeah, one he's in the league. Number he's one the- rated guard from uh, PFF. And it's really not close. I know PFF. We only agree with PFF when they when they say good things about the Eagles. And we, <laughs> when so they true. say bad things about the Eagles, then we hate PFF. Yep. But right now we we love PFF. Yeah, I mean that, that's have, a way to use pro football focus. Is when we is when, when they say something you. nice. Yeah, when it benefits you. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why they're there. That's how everybody uses it, and that you know, good that's on how them. everybody uses everything these days. Absolutely. We seek out. What you want to hear when it benefits you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it, love that. It's true. <laughs> they, I, were they the pioneers of that though? Pro Football Focus only when it benefits you, you utilize them, and when it doesn't, you just scold them all to hell. I think so. You know, at least in the social media world, I think they were first. Because yeah. Because like, you know, even ESPN uses their their rankings. Because when ESPN like said that. something, it was always no, no. ESPN is right. Like, and it used to be like no, like you never disagree with that. Pro Football Focus has always been that way. Yeah, they jumped over them. Yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like the go-to. They were they were the, the the website I was using when we were drafting, saying like who players were like you know when you mm-hmm. said was, wasn't that the site Nick? No, that's player wasn't profiler. Player's profile. Oh, yeah, player really shit file. Forget yeah. that. No, that's it a, is a, a fantastic it website. It is a dare we say it huge loss. Oh my god! I mean, he really is. I, 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 I he's a top he's four or five player bit. on the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, overlooked is not overlooked. I don't know. I just feel like I like. I feel like the world should be burning down just a little bit more because well, that's a, he, that's a tough thing. He's a top five player on the roster. Time. I mean, that that's really With America going I on. I just don't. Uh, get you know what? I, I'm sorry. I used a metaphor. I mm. apologize. Oh boy, it, it was really we're already at like we're already at like five alarms, so you can't go like much higher. You know, yeah. we're maxed out. You know, like uh, we're we're at like four stars. I'm talking sports in, uh, here, guys. In, yeah. in, in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. We are at five stars. Oh, Stand oh, on top man. of the building. Helicopters are out. Oh my god. The that's rocket launcher you know in trouble. Absolutely. He, blocking he, yeah. blocking the entrance of the parking garage. Sure. Can't get in there. So I would say the top five players, and we're gonna get back to Brandon Brooks, but I would have said it was Carson Wentz and then go right down the offensive line. Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, Jason Kelly, yeah. Jason Kelsey, and then on the other side of the ball is Fletcher Cox. Those are your top five players on the Eagles. Uh, yeah. And, and right just, there, Brandon Brooks, pop Achilles, done for the 2020 season. I mean, we are three months from the beginning of the season, and maybe I'm wrong, but, like, have there been any other players of that kind of caliber on any other team across the league that have lost a guy like that this early? Is it just the Eagles? Like, what? I mean, the Eagles this three? early? Didn't they? In Eagles? summer? I mean, the, the Steelers lost 
Ben Roethlisberger the second week. I mean, obviously he's not in the middle of the summer about your quarterback going down at the very beginning he's of the year. Talk, he's talking before training camp. Even yeah, starts. I mean, Jesus, I understand that. Camp, but, like, I, there, I feel like you just don't hear about players getting injured like this unless I it's a fucking eagle. I feel like it's very Philadelphia of you Didn't to do Jason that. But, oh my that? God, only the Eagles. Well, only well, the Philly. The do you know of another major player right now that's been injured for the entire season? Didn't Jason in the summer, in the summer no, Peters I don't. In, like 2011? Or like... Maybe, maybe. I mean, all right, we're talking nine years. Didn't ago. he do that? Like, I'm pretty sure he tore his, his Achilles before training. I could be wrong, but I mean, no, yeah, did. it's a very, it's a very Eagles thing. It's just crazy. Like the season hasn't already started, and you're already like, all right, cool. Our second best player on the team is gone. Here we go. Like, yeah, it's not good. So for those who may have not seen the news, um, it is his other Achilles than the one that he hurt two years ago. Correct. Um, and recovered from in in record time, we should say. And also came back to be a, an all-pro caliber guard. So, which kind of shits on Sidney Jones, by the way. It almost makes me hate Sidney Jones a little more. So to go to Jimmy's point, can he come back in even more record time and come back before kickoff in September? Wow, that would be something. That would be something. What, what's sure. Adrian Peterson's record on that? Wasn't Didn't he get back from like, Achilles like, in like two months? Like, like eight months. And, uh, like in eight less months. than a calendar year. So Brandon Brooks. Got your work cut out for you. Yeah. Game on. Yeah. yeah. His only hope is coronavirus. June, June what? 16th, 17th? I didn't say the date at the beginning of this one. June 16th when we're recording, you got what? June, July, August, September? You got three months. He's got it. If anyone can do it, Brandon, Brandon Brooks, Brooks can do it. Listen, he's a 365-pound man with six-pack abs. Very good. Oh, my God. Very good man, he's too. Ripped, Before you know? he ripped his Achilles, did you see that like martial dude, arts stuff that he was doing? He's ripped. Dude. Oh, ripped. He's an quick. animal. Absolutely. There's yeah. a reason why he's all pro, and he's a number one rated guard in the yeah. league. Yeah. It's such a, I mean, we're sitting here trying to make light of it and joke around because I think that's our way of just like trying to, you know, not cry and scream and be upset about it. It's just yeah, that's he's, what I he's did a I, super athlete. When like, I got the news, that's kind of how I like. I didn't even I didn't even know how to react. I was just we don't have enough screen, cries like, left for you. Twenty twenty. You know, it's just one of those things where the year hasn't even started, and you're already just like, God damn it, man, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, why it's just super upsetting. It's another major injury. As an Eagles fan now, in this generation of Eagles fan, the Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson era. It's just something, I guess, are we used to? I guess we have to be used to by I mean, now. Yeah, yeah, my coming right off of last year? Yeah. The major player natural. injury. So what does that bring into play? Well, obviously, big man on the offensive line goes down. The name that comes in is Jason Peters. It didn't take the, long for people to jib-jab on that one. The 38-year-old like, free agent. I think he's 38. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Um, a lot of people know that. Um... Of the 38-year-old uh, free agent, and they say, just plug him on in. Just make him the right guard or bring him in as left tackle and make Andre Dillard the right guard. It's just that simple, folks. That's it. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Is there anyone who wants to jump in and, and say, oh, well, I love it. I hate it. Anybody? Dirty the, Mike? There, Nick? there is no thought on it because it's not like that's just stupid, you know? Like, I know we were doing the whole thing where we were saying that, like, a couple of episodes ago where Jason Peters could play left guard, just throw him in, have him play a backup, whatever. Like, you can't just take him and be like, all right, Jason, right guard time. It's not It's not realistic. It's not going to happen. So, like, that needs to end. That know? was me a couple episodes ago so, talking Nick, about Jason Peters playing left guard. I and I was dead serious, and I, I, and I still am. You know, I was, So, Dirty said really, there's no thought. Nick, really, do you think there's a thought? It's really adorable that all of social media right now is just talking about Jason Peters as a guard, but your boy Thunderthumbs was on it. Months ago, yeah, but this is a Philadelphia panic move on social. It's media. not. It shouldn't be a panic move. The guy should be able to play guard. I mean, yeah, I he know. is he going to play guard at like a top ten level? Probably not. But will he be? Will he be good enough to replace uh, 
to replace Brooks? I, I think so. He's the, he's the fucking bodyguard. Have him playing next to his boy Lane. Let's let's fucking I'll go. I'll give you one thing. You have nothing to lose doing it. Not really. Nothing. So if he, well. if he fails, then you then you let Matt Pryor or Jack Driscoll just slide on in. So I mean, let's they wait. They probably won't, but I get why they would give it a shot. All right. Well, let, before we get into Matt Pryor and Driscoll, you would bring in Jason Peters, a guy who's been playing left tackle his entire life, and just slot him into right guard as opposed to put him into left tackle and take your first round draft pick in Dillard and put him into right guard. Dillard's Dillard is the left tackle. I agree. Hold on, hold on, hold on. In the circumstance that you're in right now where you just lost Brandon Brooks, so the, the game has changed now. You wouldn't just move him over to right guard now and Jason Peters? I'm asking you, Nick. This is Absolutely not. No. Uh, Andre Why? Dillard, because Andre Dillard is going to be the left tackle for the next 15 years. I mean, that's the plan. So yeah, but don't the, you think the plan, the plan has changed when you're no, significant player? No, I don't. Because you're gonna move you're gonna move Andre Dillard from left tackle to left guard, and then I'm sorry, right guard, and then next year just move him right back to left tackle. So just put him in left tackle, let him run with that job, and figure out right guard. I mean, you're, whoever it is is gonna be playing next to Lane. They should be pretty damn successful. And and in between Lane and Kelsey, I mean, you're you're in a good spot there. So, so you're let, gonna have a guy. In Andre Dillard, who's played maybe a handful of snaps left tackle, and Jason Peters, who's never played right guard in his entire career, as opposed to a Hall of Famer at left tackle, play there, and just let some kid who's got a lot of potential as an offensive lineman learn next to Lane Johnson. Look, I see where you're coming from, but I don't, I don't agree with it. And on, so I'm, I'm, I'm playing Gil- Dillard at left, co- <laughs> no. uh, left tackle. That's, that's, where he, that's where they drafted him in the first round. It's been two years. It's time. I agree it's time if Brandon Brooks didn't just pop his Achilles off. You have to adjust. I couldn't disagree more, man. I'm saying that you take the veteran who's been in the league for 15 years and put him in at right guard because he's got experience on the line. I think you're doing nothing but screwing with Dillard's head if you're saying left tackle, right guard, next season, left tackle. He's a rookie. He just got over a rookie year where he didn't even start a game. And we're already talking about just jumping him all over the line. I think it's a bad start. You put Dillard in left. And you just have, if you're going to even sign Peters, Dillard's I, left I see it as a nothing to lose move if you put him at right guard. I mean, I don't think they will. I think it's a non conversation, honestly. For, I don't think it's going to happen, but I see, I could see how it's a nothing to lose move. If they do it. Also, to the tempo of the offense, those false starts really, um, you can't Listen, just take those away. Two, two to three, sometimes four a game. Exactly. On the right side this time. You account for that, and sure. so now you're just going to rip well, that away. No, 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 no. hide better in the line doing it. You wouldn't see him as fat ass jump off the left side as hard as he does when he gets Exactly. He might be camouflaged uh, in there. So there's another benefit to bring back Peters. It gives the offense its tempo again, and he can hide on the line. That's right. That's right. He's he can't hide, hide on the line. the line. Listen, I just think you guys are just kind of assume a plug and play when you we've just lost, as we said, on our team, one of the best players that the Eagles have, and... You're just going to put Andre Dillard, who we assume is going to be a good left tackle, when you know that although he's not as good as he used to be, he's still a damn good left tackle in Jason Peters. And you're saying, oh, just plug him in at right guard. He's going to be just fine. And I'm saying the same thing with Andre Dillard. Just put him in right guard. He'll be just fine. I think it's easier to put a young, fresh, athletic kid in at right guard, which is an easier position to play than left tackle. And one person we're not bringing up in all of this is it's all about protecting Protecting Carson Wentz. Bark and come back and play on the lawn. <laughs> That's like a language in Star Wars. Bark and come back and play on the lawn. Bark and come back and play on the lawn. 
Oh, it's Jabba the Hutt. I just think you're all making a lot of assumptions, and if you're bringing back Jason Peters, you bring him back for left tackle, you don't bring him back just to plug and play him, plug and to play him at right guard. You're struggling. So, I mean, the, the topic. I struggled once, and Jimmy just kind of, you know, murdered emphasized him. it and murdered me <laughs> for a minute. Neck. <laughs> <laughs> so the topic was Jason Peters. So we were talking Jason Peters, mm-hmm. and oh, I mean, oh, the topic I was Jason Peters. Thanks, got it. <laughs> I know, but that, we weren't talking about other options outside of the Eagles. All right, so um, the other option I'm going to throw it out right now is the kid Driscoll, right? Yeah. Who, if you think about it, Kel. You hope that he could be the next Kelsey, right? Because they drafted Kelsey in a really late round. I believe it was fifth or sixth. And Jamal Jackson was a starting center that year. And they were in the same situation we're in now with Brooks. They lost him early. Yes, I think every, every hope is that a late round offensive line draft pick can turn into Jackson. Jackson. Driscoll Jason in the fourth. Kelsey. That's not that late. You yeah, should, you should be expecting production in the fourth. Not, not like Kelsey production. Mm, no I disagree. Chance. No, not Kelsey. Kelsey's the best center I'm maybe ever. Saying, I'm just saying, you want to like maybe just give the kid a shot and he'll wind up being okay. It's not a terrible option either. Well, that's very different saying maybe he'll be okay and maybe he'll be Jason Kelsey. But I'm saying, like, sometimes you just have to throw a guy in the fire. Maybe, and see what they maybe do. he'll be okay or maybe he'll be the best center of all time. <laughs> yes. No, but Kelsey Classic got dirty. Listen, um, my point was Kelsey got thrown into the fire the same way that they might have to do to Driscoll. They just said, yo, listen, this guy's hurt. Get in, do your thing. And he wound up killing it. Listen, maybe he does. Maybe he does, but. You know, there's a there's 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 a lot of options out there. Yes, as, as Doug Peterson said today, they have to explore a lot of op- options. First one is in house. There's a there's it, a three time Pro Bowler out there from the Saints that the Saints cut because of salary cap issues. Larry Warford, oh. he's 29. He's been to three Pro Bowls. Yeah. Um, he's pretty damn awesome. So like, why not just say like one year? I mean, the Eagles have some some salary cap space just for the season. So why not just like call him one year deal? He, whatever, take whatever money you you know. What you position want. is he? He's, he's a guard. He is a guard. He's oh. a guard. And Matt, and then think? next year, Brandon Brooks comes on back because you know Brandon Brooks will be back. I mean, twelve months from now, we asked him to be back by September. I don't think it's enough to ask. I don't think it's too much to ask to say be back next year. So, do we think it's exactly. possible that we trade for the line with the Lions for Big V back? Just kidding. Oh God! It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> God, what? I don't know. He threw me off by comparing to Kelsey and then saying, just be okay. So know, I'm already thrown off by Do we have a weapon? Do we, can you mute him? Oh, no, we did that on Zoom. Yeah, we're on Zoom. Uh, we, can Zoom him, we can mute him. We can mute him with a weapon. It was a nostalgia move. Mm. So, uh, I mean, that's just it. But at least football's back. Isn't that the good like news said, of it all? The grill's crackling. Oh. The birds are chirping. Oh. And Achilles' tendons are snapping. Are, are popping and snapping. It's it's summertime in Philly. Kids oh. are laughing. Mowers are snapping. Yep. You, you can Ankles just are cracking. Mm. God, it's good to be back. It is. It's good to be back. <laughs> it's good to be back. In other Eagles news, in the teleconference, I guess we'll call it, that Doug Peterson had today, he was. Peterson was asked about Alshon or was brought up somehow. Um, he said that Alshon is a leader in the clubhouse. He's a leader in the wide receiver room. Yeah, and if my mother had a penis, she'd be my father. Whoa, <laughs> zing, zoom, <laughs> bing, Dang. bang, bong. Um, how do we feel about that? I mean, Alshon has been all over the gambit as a Philadelphia Eagle. He was a key component to bringing the Eagles their first Super Bowl. He won it with a broken fucking shoulder. And then he is the snitch in the locker room. He's with Josina Anderson. He's he's the top of the Eagles. He's the bottom of the Eagles. What do you think of him potentially being a leader in the locker room? Anyone have any thoughts on that? 
Dirty, I'm sure you do. I think it's a nice thing you say about one of your veterans, but I don't think. Like, has Alshon ever been known as, like, a clubhouse leader kind of guy? Like, no. I think it's just a coach saying a nice thing about a player he's had around for a while. You know what I mean? But I don't think there's any truth to it. Do you? I maybe. Mean, he doesn't talk to the media. He doesn't talk. You never, you never <laughs> hear him. In the, you never Great hear him in, insight. You don't ever see A him. nice maybe. You don't ever, <laughs> it, it was, I mean, if, if we're being honest, it was a hard maybe. You know what it was? That's what you come here for, for the, at the RBC FH a hard podcast. Maybe. That's um, right. We, we, we take hard stances, hard lines, like maybe. In this world of sports maybe. media, people want nice hot takes. We're on the other end of the spectrum. Exactly. We come for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And maybes and... You come well, here for the lukewarm takes. <laughs> like a nice bath, you know, not too hot, not too cold. You wanna you don't wanna dip your toes in. You wanna sink into a nice, comfortable bubble bath. Exactly. That's the Rocky Balboa cheesesteak fun hour. Yeah, but well, I mean my take from it is why why wouldn't Alshon be a leader in the clubhouse? Because of what I was just trying to 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 build this conversation up to is that Alshon really has been all over the place as a Philadelphia Eagle. All the way to like how many times has he been rumored to be traded this offseason? And now what we're saying in the middle of summer is that he's a leader in the clubhouse. The like, Eagles denied all those trade rumors. They did, guys. Which at the same time, Matt, makes me wonder, are they saying this as more fuel to try to trade him again? Are they just trying to talk him up so they can <laughs> build up his stature? We talk, yeah, like we talk Which about is the next report is going to be Alshon's got a really big dick, you guys. Alshon is packing ten and a half, soft as cotton. Wow! And apparently, um, John Gruden is immediately on the phone. <laughs> there it is. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think what it tells me, Matt. Mm-hmm. If I, I believe everything Doug Peterson says, I do. That man is gospel. So if he says it, I believe it. You know what that tells me? What it means Malcolm Jenkins was the rat. Alshon wasn't the rat, it was Malcolm! It was Aguilar. Stop blaspheming Malcolm. Well, you know, Nick, you can, it get, was you can Malcolm. make a T-bone steak by sticking your head up a horse's ass, but I'd rather take the butcher's word for it. There you go. Wow. Well done with that delivery. Dang, Very dang, well done man. with that delivery. Good trip Malcolm over yourself. Jenkins, if it was you, well, we're going to talk to Drew Brees later, so we'll, we'll figure that out. I mean, his whole sentiment was this, is that he wants Alshon to be part of the team through his injury, and it seems that Alshon has been taking on some form of a leadership role. Getting in contact with the younger receivers. Is Alshon hanging out with Carson in Texas? Uh, no, I believe it's Reger and Goodwin. I know, and, but um, maybe Alshon joined the party. No, maybe guys. He never does. That's why he's not a leader. Maybe him and uh, him and Carson are BFF. Remember, remember all those pictures from the no. NBA. Yeah, I mean, see, the dirty. This is your negative energy. The, yeah. I want that. No, he never does. But he did go to North Dakota that one time, so that goes against what you just said. Oh, so why do hunting? you feel? Why did do you feel? Like? With the what do you mean he never does? He went to the 76ers game. He, with him. he went like, to North Dakota. Malcolm, so that goes against Malcolm what you said. So out. why do you have this, this, this feeling of it? He never does, and it must have been Alshon. He's no way he's a leader. So what? Go, go, go further into that. Get him. Malcolm Jenkins was a guy who who came out. Not Malcolm Jenkins. Hold on, Alshon. Hold on. He came out and he did a ton of stuff for the community. He was always talking to the media. You always saw him in the locker room pumping guys up. You always saw him in the huddles pregame pumping guys up. You have not seen Alshon do any of those things. Yeah, but Malcolm Jenkins time. is gone now, so there's a void that somebody's going to have to fill. But, but no, but he's not saying all the. But you don't just emerge as the clubhouse leader. You're the, either the kind of guy that is or you're not. And I don't think Alshon is that guy. There's no shot. If someone's going to come up right now know. and be a leader kind of guy, it's going to be a Fletcher Cox. Yeah, but now is the perfect time to step up and be a leader because you, you, yeah. you, do, you have an influx of young talent sure. that are all looking up to these, of these course, veterans. I couldn't agree more, but it's not going to be Alshon. Like a Jalen Rager. Like, he yeah, should put his arm and around Peter, Rager. Yeah, Jason exactly. Rager's and Peter, gonna come yes. in and like, Peterson lead the said team. in the wide receiver room as well. So are you saying that that's a lie? That no, I, I would Peter- see Deshaun as more of a locker room leader than I would see Alshon. 
I just don't see it, guys. I think it's something you say nice about a veteran player who won you a Super Bowl. But I just don't think that Alshon's the kind of guy who people are in that locker room are walking around looking up to, especially like you guys said a year ago when we're talking about him being the fucking rat of this team and they're trying to no, trade no, 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 no. It doesn't make sense. Aguilar was the fucking rat. <laughs> Aguilar I, was the rat. I mean, oh. hand, hand up. I I was absolutely one of the people who bought into when Eskin put out there that fucking it was Alshon rat. that was the rat. And, and, and I was there. I was like, oh, my God, it's 100% Alshon. But, you know, could be wrong. Aguilar I, I, was the gnawing yeah, you fucking rat. There it is. I'll tell you what. What I will give Alshon credit for. I was for, just dude, kidding. He handled Malcolm. that so good. That whole he accusation never... of being the rat. He literally just let it disappear to where we're almost to the point of just letting it go. <laughs> so I mean? could he be a leader? I, Are we letting it go so. though? I we're really talking don't. about it again. I think there's more cons than pros on this. What do you think, Matt? I think Alshon Jeff Alshon Jeffrey could be when he comes back and is healthy a absolute. Uh, a we need him on the field. He's a big body wide receiver, not one, but like 1B for this team. He's a type of receiver we don't have. Because if you think Arthega Whiteside is going to take it over, I'm going to disagree with you. If he's healthy and he's a bro, he's essential to this team's success. Exactly. The last healthy game he had with the Eagles was against the Dolphins. Now, Dolphins secondary is absolute shit. But he had over 100 yards receiving, a touchdown, if not two. They have Xavier um, Rhodes, right? Dude, let it, yeah. They have, yeah, they have that's some true. good players. Let it be known that I do love Alshon. I don't want to make this don't come up. Don't sleep on the Don't sleep on the Miami you love Alshon after because, all the shit you just no, talked about? No, no, no. I, do, I love him as a player. Like He's one of my favorite players like ever. Even like even before ever? he was an Eagle. Yeah, even ever? Before, even before he was an Eagle. Oh, was oh, oh, on your top, does he fall into your top 10 NFL players of all time? No. God. Top 20? Top ten. You really enjoyed watching him play second fiddle. Oh, you said before before he became an eagle, he's one of your top favorite players of all time. Where does he fall? Like current now? Oh man, he's I'd say top twenty, easy NFL. I would say in the hundreds of thousands. Maybe maybe not as much as he's getting. This is very this is very perplexing. Where before he came to the Eagles, when he was just Bears, I loved him, and I said to my buddies all the time, I would take a flyer. I thought he hated his guts. Watching dirty, listening to dirty Mike talk is like a ping pong. I'm not listening to him anymore. Are you? I know. Will you guys just let me fucking say something? Yeah, I'll just go back and forth. Yeah, jeez, you don't have to be a clubhouse leader to be a great player in the league you no. don't so i could still love him and not think he's a clubhouse leader That's listen all I'm saying. listen we had the ultimate not a leader best player ever in chase utley we get that but i don't know you just trashed alshon jeffrey for like 45 minutes and now you're now, now he's a top 20 fair player of all time i just don't think he's a leader he's a great player when he's healthy he's oh just not goodness a i think we heard the fanatics voice before we heard chase Ooh. utley's yeah that's a good point before the world fucking We're champions. fucking champs! Was that your Chase Utley impression? Oh, wait, that was Cole. Oh, my God. You're world fucking champs! Was that better? Was either of those your Chase Utley impression? No, the first one was Chase, and then the second one was Pat Burrow. World champions. All right, let's, uh, let's, after we what record champs? tonight, let's go back to our impersonations meeting, and none of you ever do those Again, okay. I'm a South Park impressionist. I don't do well. We have the uh, the um, weekly 11:30 p.m. Uh-huh. Um, impressions meeting. Yeah. Yep. And you two never do those again. I've never right. been invited, so that's probably why. Uh, Nick, this week is your show and tell. So, um, you, I hope you've brought something and bring those. All right, so we're going to move on. So, Alshon uh, Jeffrey is Dirty Mike's top five favorite NFL player of all time. Of all time. Um, Lane and Lane Johnson and Bryce Harper had a really fun. I guess, I don't know if it was a podcast or whatever. They had Lane a, Johnson has a podcast, and he had Bryce on. And it was awesome. For those of you in Philadelphia who, for whatever reason, don't like Bryce Harper, 
anymore. Kill yourself. I was going to say lighten up, but Nick put it better. Wow. Yeah. Kill yourself. Okay. Lane, Lane Johnson brought up to Bryce Harper the fact that he is, was a Dallas Cowboys fan. Bryce Harper, whether he's pandering, King Panning, whatever it may be, he has done everything he can to King show. Panning? King Panning? Campaigning? Campaigning. Did I say can? You said I thought you said panning. King Panning. He said campaigning. Like, like the King Pin? King Oh, like the, the daredevil foe? Yeah, the King Pin. I thought he said he was King Pinning. Huh. King Pinning. It what is warm in here. That's, I'm pretty sure. Ooh. Is it warm in here? Either way, uh, no, I'm really, I'm, you know. either way, if Matt's face starts drooping, let's, uh, we got to wrap this up and get him somewhere. <laughs> Thank you. Either way, Bryce Harper has done everything he can and more to show that he is Philly through and through. Lane Johnson asked him, confronted him and said, I know you're a Cowboys fan. Pretty much what you have to say about that. And he said, nope, I am now an Eagles fan. Through and through, I am just Philadelphia. I'm Eagles. And in fact, if there's no baseball season, I'll come play for the Eagles. And it was just an awesome moment. It's yeah, exactly Bryce's, what um, you want from your Philadelphia, not athletes, your star players. Bryce's uh, PR team handled that really well, I agree. Yeah, and it was like a, I don't, I mean, Lane has a podcast for sure, but there was like, there was like footage of it on on social media. So like you had like a zoom meeting, like half screen lane, half screen Bryce and like watching those two talk anything. It was, it, it was not safe for work material. If you, if you know what I mean, they were prepping, um, they were prepping Holy Bryce shit. before that appearance. Like his PR team was prepping him before that appearance, like before like a presidential <laughs> oh, debate, Jimmy, like running Christ. down the Eagles roster and like, all right, now do, like, don't say Cowboys, whatever right. you do, yeah. do not Why say Cowboys. All right, so Jimmy, are you not buying? Wow. Are you not buying? Are you just saying this is just what you do as a Philly? Yeah, that's what you do. So you, 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 you lick the boots of the Philly faithful. Yeah. So you don't. You think Bryce Harper doesn't get it and needs his PR team to Jimmy, tell him? Jimmy, Jimmy, you're a fucking idiot. He's fucking dead on. What do you, what, what do you mean he's dead on? Dead on. Look, you I just, two. I just tell because the truth. here's why. Because do you think he wants to be the dude oh, that comes Matt, in here? We're gonna being, fuck these two he's up. He's gonna be like, oh yeah, I got, I'm a I got huge, to come back. I'm a huge fan of the Giants. Because then what? I don't know, Dirty. I didn't listen to you. No, 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 no. So what? Philly's fans just all of a sudden say, oh, fuck that guy. It gives you a reason to hate you. Like, they're not going to, he's not going to do that. No, he's just going to go, well, well, Philadelphia, and we're all going to go, like, well, he never so did that. So you don't that think it's as, sincere? He never no, did that as a national. Fuck you. Guys, can you, can you, can you, can you fix the hair again? Yeah. He never. Um, wait, what was the, uh, what's the mascot? What's the Philly Eagles mascot name again? Scoop. Up. Is that oh, Scoop? Oh, I'm done. So, he yeah. never did this as a national. He comes in, he did this as a, uh, he did it with the fanatic cleats. He did a no trade clause with being in Philly for 13 years. Like he's just buying in. 13 years. He just wants to be in Philly. He wants to buy into it. And I just think, I think he's just doing it. He wants his kids to be raised here. And And could it, could it be this? Could he be exactly what you're saying? No. Sure. I didn't, I did not think he's a fraud. I'm going to fight both of you. It's not like he's from Dallas. He's from Vegas. I don't think he sat every Sunday. I was like, there's not a Vegas baseball team, is there? He probably like loves the Raiders. Then why does he have a big D tattooed on his arm? I don't think that's accurate. I think Um, you're just, I think he just wants to say big D. Isn't there a star? He's got a big D tattooed right on his arm. Because he's a Foles fan. I thought he 
had like a star on his back right on his above lower his back. ass crack in. Yeah, he's a lower back. He's got, he's got a big. Star. He's got a big. So we got his arm for Nick Foles. What about it? So I hope he's. I hope he's planning on getting those removed yeah, because this that's is, step this three. Is, this this fight is happening. Blitz. So this fight is happening. So we have a big D on his arm and a star on his back. He's got a big D on the arm above his ass, and it's a star tramp stamp, like a good half inch above his ass crack. A lot of people don't know that, but so again, this is us getting good intel from the Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Fun Hour, being at Super Bowl. Getting the Phillies intro for this year. To Philadelphia, he makes everybody Photoshop the big D out and the the star on the on the lower. Correct, yeah, and I saw it on Twitter. I know it's true. It's got to be true if it's on Twitter. I. That's right. We we actually got the official word from Drew Brees. He couldn't call in, but he gave us an official <laughs> word, and he said, "Whoa, that Twitter shit is crazy." <laughs> just, That's all he said. Just the app and website that is Twitter. Yeah, he he said he immediately regretted that decision. Of just speaking on it. Uh, going on that website. Oh, ever. going on Twitter. Not even what he said. Yeah. Right. Not even talking about the American flag and his stance on it. Just Twitter itself. Yes, yeah, he, yeah, went, he, he said went, never yeah, again. Never again to go on Twitter. That was his official statement. That makes sense. He All said, right. fuck Twitter. Um, dirty <laughs> stance on Bryce Harper makes sense. Jimmy, um, surprised at your stance? No. Because uh, I'm a cynic. Yeah, well, Dirty's just an asshole. You're as a cynic. I can see that. I bought into it. I said... Because of everything that's led up to it, his no trade clause, his binding into the fanatic thing, his cleats. I, but he never did this in Washington. He never did it as a national. Listen, he's, he's doing this now in Philadelphia. That's why I'm listen. Buying. Bryce Harper knew from the age of one that he was going to be a fucking superstar in this world. So he knew that he couldn't have any teams that he took too seriously because wherever he ended up. For his career is what he had to love. See, here's what Nick does. And he loves Philadelphia. And he loves us. Here's what Nick does. What does Nick do? Nick still, you know, like when you're younger and you look at sports players as like superheroes. Yeah. You have baseball cards. Th- th- yeah, that's how Nick looks yes. at players still. And I admire him for that, actually. Do. I kind of wish that I could. I'm like old and 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 cynical. And mm-hmm. I look at these guys as business and guys. Nick He's is, been Nick in the world is, long enough oh, to know how and it Nick is. is yeah. Jimmy hates Nick Jimmy is, hates Nick is what fun. you would call an idiot. A right. child, a child. I, I wasn't oh, gonna put it that because way because I like fun and Jimmy hates it. I mean, no, you have the brain capacity of a of a, uh, an idiot, a child, <laughs> a Forrest Gump, if you will. Someone. How does that? Hold on, the Rain Man. You have the Wait. innocence and the intelligence of an idiot, Wapner. What? Like how? Can't how old of an idiot? So you're saying like a seven. Like, and while I, he while he figures this out, let's continue this conversation. Wait, okay. Um, wait. I I think. Yeah, I, I, um, the, it's just. So when he did that, did it upset you or no. you're like, whatever, I don't care. No, I'm just like, yeah, no, that's what you say. Me at all. Like, just, yeah, that's what you say. Yeah, exactly. I'm with Jimmy all the way. Wait, wait. No, Dirty, I don't believe you. I wait. bet it pissed you off. No, not at all. Why would it piss me off? He's doing the right thing. It's nothing wrong with what he's doing. It's like, I just, there's no fucking way it's true. You're not going to sit here and tell me that Bryce Harper's lived in Philly for a year and all of a sudden he's like, fucking go Eagles, go Sixers. Like, uh, no you, haven't, you haven't seen him in all the games? Oh, cool. Oh, God damn it. He's a Raiders and Dodgers fan. I bet my dick on it. I don't want to bet and possibly win your, your dick. dick. Yeah. I don't, What's yeah. in it for me? What's what? in it for you to get your dick? What's What's not really regardless of size. Flaccid, average yeah. dick. Yeah, regardless okay, of size. Even, even if you had a spectacular dick, I want to be like, oh, I won your I'll nice dick. next week and I'll drop off a case of Trulies and my wiener will just be on top of the box. You scream just average wiener. Like just yeah. average, not even n- nothing special about it. Just very mediocre. No faith in that Italian last name at all. Huh? <laughs> no, no, especially not because no. of his Italian. I have faith no. in Jimmy. No. All right, let's move on. Speaking of Bryce Harper and regards of his football affiliation, uh, the Major League Baseball season and what could or most likely will not be. It is seeming 
like it's not going to happen. And it looks like it's going to be a wow. disaster. What a, can we talk about that for a second? Sure. <laughs> go, wow. go ahead. We had something rolling off the table. And while Matt is talking and just in the zone zone, Jimmy just completely lost track of where that thing was. And Matt snagged that fucking thing out of the air like Daredevil. He can't say the word campaign, but he's got cat leg reflexes, ladies and gents. That was a grab. All right, move yeah, on. So Manfred really changed his tune from the last fucking episode we did where you said that he guaranteed baseball would be back. Guaranteed 100%. Yeah, Which is, you know, redundant. Guaranteeing at 100%. Yeah, we get right? it. Yeah. And now he said, what did he say? What was, the, what was his comment? It, it seems farther and farther away that's going to happen. The owners and the players are not seeing eye to eye. The owners are playing this crazy game where they're just like throwing these proposals at the players and just rephrasing the proposal mm -hmm. that the players are saying no to. Can I say something? Yeah. You I, have a mic. I... <laughs> All right, so you would think that a guy who's uh, he's the commissioner of baseball, he's risen to a very high rank, right? When he makes very a statement like, I can guarantee the baseball will be back, you imagine that before he said that, before those words left his mouth, he, he swirled it around in his brain and thought of the different ways that it could go right and could go wrong, and, and all the ways that could go wrong he solved for, obviously, because he said, I guarantee it's going to be back. So all the roadblocks, he was like, well, we'll do this. And then, we'll, and then went out and said that. And then it's like... um what one thing was proposed to him and he's oh i hadn't thought of that yeah it's, well, it's what the fuck if it's not america in 2020 that i don't know what is it's the most <laughs> like you just say things and you deal with the consequences later am i wrong that's exactly what it's it just so, i guess i just assume these guys are smarter than they are no. it's just so crazy and the owners have done something like this it's like they, to put it in layman's terms they sent them a proposal like all right, we're going to pay you for 12 games. And the players are like, no. And then they were like, okay, well, we're going to trick them. We're going to pay you for a dozen games. And they're like, no, this is the same fucking proposal. It's okay, so uh, we're, we're going to pay you for um, six times two games. They're like, what? No, this is the same fucking thing. And this is exactly what has happened. And that's where all these, like, if you've been on Twitter, the players are literally tweeting out LOL. Like, that's what the owners are doing. Like, they're being pretty fucking disgusting. But at the same time, there's got to be some compromise if you want this season to happen. And now the players are tweeting out, tell us when and where. So I don't know what that it's, is it's all like about. Half of the, it's, the, it's like the guys that want to play, like the younger guys. I saw Bellinger yes. did it. I saw Reese did it. Yep. And um, then you have the other guys that are doing the LOL at it. It's like sure. there's guys you know, in the players split. union that want to play. And there's but, guys um, that don't. You know, the, the, the funny thing about, the, about Rob Manfred is, is that he was, he was, I heard this today. I don't remember where. But um, he was hired as the commissioner, like because he was so good at labor negotiations. <laughs> like he was so in in 1987, Manfred was hired into the MLB during a collective bargaining agreement. He was there for uh, MLB strike, where he served as outside counsel counsel for the owners. So like his whole thing in MLB before he was the commissioner was like was like negotiating deals like this so that's why he was so confident at the beginning he's like yeah we're gonna get this done because i'm i'm rob manford now he's like nah nah a little bit of humble pie yeah it's mm. bad so cause i i i heard that somewhere and I, I was like i was like stunned by it i was like this is his fucking this like he's this is his and specialty what, and what do and they we, have we, going next year they have something next year too like a labor negotiation contract Oh, they always do. They always yeah, they do. No, no, no. It's and I know. I know. And there's years, always. Yeah, but what is it right. called? You're right. Um, the, it's another collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. So CBA. they so, might miss this year. And, have and, a, they and have, then have a lockout. And have a lockout next year. There's a potential to miss two years of baseball. I think, that's why, the, I think that's why everybody online is saying right now they that like, they're, they're, baseball could be over. Like, 
like Jimmy said last week, like you lost a ton of fans in 94 back when the sport was cool. The sport's really not fucking cool anymore. So you do all this on top that you're already losing a lot of people. It just doesn't look good, Especially right now, because right now we don't have any sports because of COVID. The popularity of UFC is growing. The popularity of soccer is growing. The popularity of fucking... I mean, name it. Like, there's so many. Like, you know, you got people watching darts. People betting are on darts. Uh, well, darts is tight. Um, no, 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 I know. I'm, I know. I'm reaching a little bit to make a point. People are starving like, for sports, yes. and baseball's going yeah, the so opposite I'm way. Watching poker tournaments every night. Here's, right. I don't know what that Here's means. the other thing that you know the the reason that they can't allow that to happen to baseball two years in a row is like baseball for better. And, and this is why it it, it has uh, safe haven because we've we've literally built it into our society. There's stadiums everywhere. Yeah. They are a big part of local economies. Yeah. People going to the games and buying things and, and, and all that stuff. Baseball is built into the economy of America. Like, so like seriously, so not to get too, but like you can't, you can't let it go for, for two seasons. I mean, there's so many jobs and, right. and, and money and, sure. and commerce that depends on it. And it's just, that would be like, they, they got to, the sport, Marketing, they need to come together and think about more than the themselves. TV deals. The TV deals that they sign with uh, these, it's, these, it's these networks, and they have and they have no chance at fixing the the payroll issues because because they have so many guys making thirty million dollars a year now. It's like, how do you fix that with a salary cap? Like, if you implement a salary cap, like in in today's game, you know, each team, each each big market team has has at least one guy making thirty million, then another guy making twenty five million, then another guy making twenty million. So it's like. There's no chance for a salary cap. And we talked about it last week, but salary cap is so important when it comes to like these collective bargaining agreements. I mean, the NHL had an issue a little bit ago, but that's because they weren't making money, but now they're making money. But so couldn't it's not a big you deal. figure out a salary cap, like taking into account y- today's they're salaries have to, but like, you know, to these, avoid this kind of thing, they need to another, another big thing about this that was either revealed today or yesterday. Six or eight owners are apparently like, completely okay with the season not happening. I want to know who those six to eight owners are. Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers. Could you imagine if Middleton is one of those? Could you imagine if Middleton is one of those? Over three million dollars? Dude, right? if, if he's one would, of those owners, I wouldn't be surprised if that eventually gets leaked. Who I don't know. Exactly. Figured, if that's they're, leaked, they're asking for the names right now. It's, I figure John Middleton learned, like, that that like that would be a really big no no in Philadelphia that somebody would find him and kill him. So I don't I, I don't I don't think I mean if he's a part of that I'd be shocked. But like it's the big that's market teams, the it's the big market teams that aren't losing money. Where baseball is, and yeah. that's a sad state. Weren't yeah. they talking about too? Though they were talking about another expansion. Uh, <laughs> that's no, gotta but, but be but way in the back burner. You, you could, but you could do you could do the salary cap and the expansion at the same time, and like all those because some teams might. Some teams might have to. That's an oh. excellent point. That's it, an excellent because, point. Right? Like if, if, if the salary cap is at a certain amount, some teams might have to offload some talent and do, and you know what I mean? That's like, what hockey did. Right. And it, it, I don't think they did that intentionally either, but like, you know, when the, you know, the, the NHL is adding another team, they added the, the Vegas Knights and then the Vegas Knights had an expansion draft and other teams were able to work out deals that said like, look, if, you know, because um, how it works in the NHL real quick, is that that expansion draft, you're allowed to protect like X amount of players and then the other players are available for the expansion draft. But, you know, as an owner, let's just talk about the Flyers. Um, let's just say the, the expansion draft's tomorrow and we can't protect like Ghost's Bear or something. So we call the other team and we say, hey, 
we'll give you a first round pick if you take JVR and his huge contract. So that's kind of what the Vegas Knights did too. So like that, that's a great point. So if the MLB did that, it's like, you know, like, Hey, you take this high paid player and we'll give you like draft picks or something. Right, it would it would open the table for a bunch of negotiations. Yeah, like, yeah. It, so that does that does make sense. I mean, it's a good point. Another thing that came up in baseball was the scandal with the Yankees and the Red Sox. I honestly don't know too much about it. Dirty, do you have something on that? Just keep on. I know base, for Manfred. baseball yeah. and Manfred. It is just a shit show. He he's. I mean, he's just terrible. Dirty. So throw this on top. We of thought Bud Ceiling so, was bad. He, he was just ugly. That's yeah. what we're finding out. He was just ugly. He was just Mr. Burns from Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> and really, and really, Seelig wasn't that bad because he just he saw the steroids happen. He was just like, Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He went through <laughs> yeah, it. And whatever, it was the best thing whatever sport the sport ever was. If it wasn't for League, we, we didn't get we didn't get he, so You so guys want to see me hit some dingers? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. He Go put ahead. the sport way high. He sure did. He just like <laughs> refusal to look at it. One hundred percent guarantee that if you put a poll out to the American baseball watching public tomorrow, would you like steroids to be back in the game? Oh my God. Everybody would say yes. It'd be, it'd be 98 to two. Yeah. 98% say yes. That's what people want to watch. They want to ah. watch roided out freaks. Oh How my did you God. feel about when you were younger and this whole scandal came out and there would be guys being like, yo man, fuck him for being in the hall of fame. Like he took roids. I was always on the side of who cares. Yeah, but like think about think about all the like they the guys. It, think about all the guys you see on steroids, and like you know they couldn't swing a baseball bat. Sure. So it's like, yeah. th- these guys still have humongous baseball talent. True. So like it, it, it's Add really hard to hit a baseball. Let them take steroids and hit it further. Let's go. Guys like Arenado hitting 77 homers. You two are getting a little excited. I mean, Brady Anderson hitting 50 more bombs as opposed to 20. That's a little little different. He was a player for the Diamondbacks. Luis Gonzalez, he had like 58. He was skinnier than me. His his arms were the size of an F-150. That was a little different. Yeah, and he was still skinny as shit. But still weighed 188. Yeah. Yeah. Lugo. (laughs) All right, Dirty, what do you got? All right, so uh, a New York judge ruled that a letter sent from Commissioner Manfred to the Yankees regarding sign-stealing investigation should be unsealed and made public. So this is a big deal because apparently what is in this letter is going to blow up baseball, says the world of Twitter. In 2017, Yankees GM Cashman filed a complaint to Major League Baseball accusing the Red Sox of using an iWatch to steal signs. The Red, Spo- the Red Sox responded a what? by acu- uh, an Apple Watch. So an Apple Watch. Watch. Oh, you know what? It might have been... But- they have that like haptic touch thing where you it like it um it like pings the your wrist like you can really you can and I don't you know can, anything about iWatch and, and you can Apple I'm pretty Watch sure you can have it where you can send like you can tap on your wrist and it and it will to the person that you want it'll oh. tap on there on the really? and and I've had one it, the you can feel it like no matter what you're doing like it, it's right on the back of the watch and it just pings twice on oh. your wrist so Jose Altuve just had an Apple Watch tattooed or just taped to his chest. <laughs> Or they're just, are they allowed to just wear them? Yeah. Why not? I, probably not anymore after this. Who was, who was the Eagles Anyways, linebacker? Sorry, I derailed you. Who was the Eagles linebacker who was uh, getting stock information? Jeremiah Trotter. Michael Kendricks. Michael Kendricks. That's right. And he was on the Seahawks. And then he got, uh, yeah, he got arrested. All right, yep. go on. All right. So Cashman filed a true story. MLB accusing the Red Sox of using an Apple Watch to steal signs. The Red Sox responded by accusing the Yankees of fixing a Yes Network camera on their bench coach to steal signs. So this was something that was going on. I touched on this pretty early on in our podcast days, what was going on, because I said that previous teams besides the Astros are cheating. All right, great. We'll go back and listen. (laughs) (laughs) This is nothing new. So teams cheat. The league investigated both incidents, and Manfred fined both clubs an undisclosed amount of money. 
Manford found insufficient evidence to support those claims, but what he did find was that the Yankees used a dugout phone illegally during a quote-unquote earlier championship season. The last time they won a championship was in 2009 against the Phillies. So they think that they cheated that season. So that's so whether, our trophy. So that's our trophy. Whether it's against the Phillies has yet to be said, but it was during that season. We're going to find out in a couple of days. Uh, the Yankees said that the Yankees said, quote unquote, unsealing this letter would cause significant reputational injury. Uh, this is on Yahoo, by the way. So this is legit. Um, Just hit taps for baseball. Yeah, not wow. good, man. Not a good look. So uh, let's see. So our coach is in big, big trouble. The two most storied franchises, maybe in professional American sports. <laughs> Yankees, <laughs> Red Sox. So far, yeah. the Yankees defense is saying that sign stealing then had a lot of gray areas, so they were never disciplined. And a player who was with the Yankees back then said, quote unquote, I'm just telling you from a broad perspective, back then, guess. it didn't feel that wrong. It was there for everyone, and that's all I'll say. Is that Alex So he's Jeffrey? basically saying, it's like steroids. <laughs> everybody, like everybody did it. Doing yeah, it. That's, Alex, I mean, that's what Alex Girardi says. Which on, I don't think is stunning. So like everybody has to be getting on the Astros, but this is nothing Girardi new, said it on MLB The Network, basically, that everybody was cheating right. and basically admitted to it because so of that. So here's something I don't know, and I've been following baseball, and I don't know the answer to this. When did it all of a sudden become serious to stop sealing signs? So in 2009, they're saying maybe, everyone did it. Over maybe the years, trash cans and cameras. Trash cans. So trash cans did it. So talking about literally just of last year? So everything before them was kind of whatever? Well, no, that was 2017 when they did that, all that's that. That's what I mean. So like, when, was the, when did all of a sudden the guys start saying, like, yeah, we need to stop stealing signs? I don't know. I mean, it, it, listen, don't, like, you should not use cameras. I think we, I think we had a great stance on it the last time. Remember we, we made the distinction between, like, if a guy's on second base and he can see the sign, he should be able to relay that. Of course that. he but if, can. But if you're in the field of play. But if you have, like, a coach in, in the bullpen area of center field and he's got binoculars and he's yeah. got a phone, yeah. then that is, that, that's, you're, you know what I mean? If like, you're so outside. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not cool. That's if you're cool outside the game once. of baseball. <laughs> Yeah, and you're using something that's not in the sport. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's where it's cheating, right? If I use something in the game of baseball, I got on from a hit, hit by pitch, walk, whatever. I'm now allowed to use what God has given me—my eyes, my arms, my feet, or something like that. I can't yell and say that. Then I should be able to do something to say this pitch is coming. That goes back right. to We're little. That goes back to little league. Like, right. like if you're standing on second base. And and the catcher's putting down a one, and and you're giving the one to to your to your teammate hitting. There's nothing wrong with that. That's on the catcher for being a stupid idiot and not just like walking to the pitcher and say, "Hey, we're gonna flip the signs this time. If I put down a one, it's a curve. If I put down a two, it's a fastball." Like right. like that's that's part of strategy. Like the catcher needs to be on top of that. And in MLB, the catcher is on top of that shit. That's why on you know when you watch it, you're watching a baseball game. Runner on first, catcher still doing one two. But if there's a if there's a runner on second, then they they start using hand signals like like touching the head, touching the chest, touching the knee. So like the old rubbier. If you're not if you're not yeah, doing that, exactly. if you're not switching up, then you're you're making a mistake for your team. Yeah, but like, you got a couple of uh, waste management baskets and Zildjian sticks in the back and make some <laughs> sounds. That's a little different. Yeah, it's exactly. a little different. It's a little different. All right. I hope people see the distinction between the two. All right. Uh, we are going to get to break, uh, get some new sponsors in. We hope you donated last week to Sarah McLaughlin and all the players and owners that were in need. And uh, we will be right back. This episode of the Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Fun Hour is brought to you by the Phillies. And earlier we brought you the first audio of the Fanatics voice ever. 
And here he is back to sponsor the show. Oh, hi, everybody. It's the fanatic here. I hope when this COVID-19 nonsense is over, you'll come back to the ballpark so I can inappropriately touch your children again and stick my tongue down your neck and do that weird belly dance that I do in in the innings and take my clothes off and run across the field. (laughs) Can't wait to see all the fans out at the park again. This is the Fanatics signing off. And now it's time for another edition of... You know what pisses me right off? You know what pisses me right off? You know what pisses me right off? People with Samsung phones. The fuck is wrong with you? Like... Like Samsung is a good. I have a, I have I have some Samsung TVs. I mean, it's a good product, but their phones ruining group texts. Just 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 ruining my life. Just ruining my group texts and just pissing me right off. I have so many, so many, and I can't talk about them because it's like our family group text. I'm not gonna talk about it. Like who has who who's in the green or whatever. But like so like somebody sends like a, like a really cute picture of their of their kids. And, like, you just want to, like, all you want to do is put a heart on it or thumbs up it or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? And then when everybody, you have 60 people thumbs up it and hearting it, it says, it says, this person loves this image. This person loves this image. This person loves this image. So my, my group, my group chat just turns into that nonsense. It just, it's just, like, what did you love? What did you like? I don't know which picture you liked because, <laughs> because somebody... In this group text of of twenty people, there's one asshole that's got a damn droid. Do you know how much people hate you? Everyone hates you. Your parents hate you. Your friends hate you, and your children hate you because they look at you. Your children are looking at you, and they're saying, "Mom and Dad, why don't you have an iPhone like everyone else in 2020?" And you're ruining lives. That's where I'm at. And that's been another edition of... You know what pisses me right off? You know what pisses me right off? You know what pisses me right off? And I couldn't agree more. Dude. I think started out. I think that's just we are on the same page, Bruski. I think it's just an automatic beginning <laughs> to the end of you know what pisses me right off segment. It's just dirty Mike automatically yeah, I agree. agree you know more. What, man? Here's something you didn't say. The people who have the green are so fucking proud. To be the oh, Yeah. It's they a, love being the ass. What's that? I, I know some geeky tech stuff that I'm gonna the reason that that happens, right? Oh, God. You oh, should boy. be blaming Apple. Apple did that as a, they, they made, they make those text messages and they even studied what color bothers people the most. And it's green? 
it's that shade oh. of green. Well, then really? people should listen to Apple and buy a goddamn that is, iPhone. That's very Apple of it. Because they want you to react this way and coax people that don't have it, bully them into buying an well, iPhone. Well, here because I am. So granny Apple. Want, here I am, America, you bullying want. you into buying an iPhone. Granny Apple green pisses people off, huh? Interesting. Does it, does it, it bothered Nick? If it was up to Dirty Mike, it would be yellow. Yeah, but that fucking fuck shade yellow. of green pisses me right the fuck off. So, yeah, good job. Um, huh. Uh, Steve Jobs. Dead Jobs. Rest, rest in peace. For well, I know one thing's for sure. It definitely got the Nick. Listen. I mean, it gets to me, too. I get pissed off yeah, about it. Apple, like, Apple could make a Android messages come in blue. So, wait, hold yeah, on. Yeah, it, so, it's got to be a very simple technology. So, do people that own droids and do they, when they text each other, is it the same color like the iPhone? Do they well, have that technology? It's a different operating system. So, yeah, it just looks. Are there threads in this it. world that are strictly Samsung Android threads? There can't be. I mean, no. They gotta be rare, no, man. Because, That's gotta be very rare. Because out of rare. a group of like 20 friends, there's only one or two assholes. Oh. It, is, it is true. It's always like one or two people. Yeah, and sure. they're proud. And they're yeah, so that, proud. that was a good so point. Proud. You're, you're like, right, Dirty. They say, they say, I'm not into group text. The ones I don't want to be in group text. Like, group texting, like... Yeah, no let's, shit, let's, let's, I don't want to be in your fucking group text No, either. no, and I, I'm, I'm gonna completely disagree with Dirty Mike. Uh, group texts are life. Like, yeah, sure. Like group no, texts he, are he's so saying, important. He's I'm, saying the Samsung people don't like group texts. Yeah, we already, we already made well, that. You, you also, well, you, yeah, have, to dig, you, you have to dig into the psyche of an Android user. So if you have an Android phone, I'm talking to you right now. It's coming you know at your you speakers. Are. It's coming right at you. you this is good. You nonconformist. Yeah, I'm going to psychoanalyze you. You're somebody that likes to stand just a little left to center, aren't you? Uh-huh. You uh -huh. like to fly by the seat of your pants. Ooh, what mm. kind of pants? You like cargos. You're, a, you're cargos. the kind of person that just likes to be a little different than everybody else. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yeah. And that is the only reason you use yeah. that phone like because I use both and the iPhone is better. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like there's no, like like look, listen. Cargo corridors. Your fucking your fucking camera can be can be the best camera of all time and you can also shove it up my ass cuz I don't care I'm buying an <laughs> wow. iPhone. Wow. The same type of guy wearing a Imagine white. the pictures used from the Samsung in Nick's ass. Hey, look, this is Nick's colon. Wow, oh, look, like at, I was look saying, at those polyps. Group texts text rule the world now. It's like, if I want to text, if I want to text Jimmy something, like, I'll, I'll think about what it relates to, and then I'll text a group text, like, that Jimmy's in. You know, if I want to talk about music or something, I text, I text you and, uh, you and Bon, you know? Like, I don't text people solo anymore. Solo texts don't exist. No. They really don't. When like, you get a solo text, do you not get a little uncomfy? It's, it's weird feelings. So it's like, a weird feeling. Outside of it being your wife, it's a little weird, But do right? you think that <laughs> Android users get off to that shit? Like, like sending a solo text? It's like, no, what, what even is a solo text? Somebody solo texts me. They get so lost group, in the list, I don't even answer it. Group texting is so hard I, for them. It's like they've, they've just... They've, I compare Samsung users... To people who like sports teams that are not in the city that they are from and celebrating yep. victories on their own. Same person. They're the same person. They nine, don't. Nine out of ten Cowboys, Cowboys fans in the Delaware Valley say, probably have an Android. They, they celebrate victories on their own. They don't know what it's like to be in a group setting and enjoy a victory. They have to go on the internet and like go to like, oh, didn't you enjoy that win? Oh man, it was so cool. Like they so don't like know Matt, what it's the like. The kind of guy that loves Duke basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Like they don't, then they're not. A from guy Ryan. who loves Notre Dame football. You yep. know, the, you know the cool team to like now is the Heat. Like, yeah, Matt, Matt you Matt runs our uh, runs you know our why? Twitter account, you and you know we've got you know one time this this girl gave a shit. Like, did you just like your own? No, I'm not on the Twitter account for RBCFH. I'm on my own. Anyway, 
you know, Matt gotten, has gotten into numerous arguments with, with Heat fans. Trap. Like, why is it Heat fans always? Like, because people who are like 10 years younger than us is when LeBron was in his prime and started winning may, titles. May and these right. kids were like in sixth grade and just took it I feel like home. I get into more fights with Heat fans. And, and, and they're not just Heat fans. They're Heat fans, Cowboy fans. Uh, I bet you the Heat demographic have a lot of Samsung. Cowboys fans became Cowboys fans. It's the same logic. Oh. They won a bunch of titles right when they were at a certain age. And they fucking just wrote it out. That's what these Heat fans are doing. Heat fans like, definitely have Samsung. They're, all so they're like Cowboys all fans, totally. Green textures. Because definitely because they're in Florida, they really like the good cameras. Like they well, want I like think the we professional test this cameras. hypothesis out there. Let's get some. Let's get some Cowboys fans uh, at RBCFH podcast. Yep. Uh, do you use Android? We we're betting you do. Yeah, you definitely no do. Question. All of you. A pair of beat up New Balances. Some you know. So George. as someone who's not as tech savvy as you, Jimmy, is Android the system and Samsung is the phone? Yeah. Okay. Is it Samsung? Was I right? Because I, I, you know, Sam, Google makes Android the the operating system, and Ashy all those lips. all those phones just use Google's operating system. So there's is, only two operating systems: Google and Apple. It is yeah. amazing that Apple did that research and said that that off color green is the most non pleasing and would make someone as pissed off as Nick. To get on this rant and be like, fuck you for having that green. I just want to see that blue. And why are you the way you are? And just get an iPhone. They were right. It's move. just a text. We almost, it's just a text. we almost flipped this table. What a move. It. Apple was right. What a move out of Apple. Like, it makes sense move. because it does. It does piss me off. And it's not just the it's not just the green of the text. It's that this person liked this photo. This person hearted this photo. This person this and it oh, messes up your gifts. It's genius by Apple. They know that there is no force of marketing better than your friend screaming in your face to get and an it, iPhone. And it's actually pretty known that the functionality of those phones are actually kind of like a little bit better than the iPhones. Isn't that known? Or am I making that up? Like the cameras are a little bit better. Yeah, and so Apple yeah. kind of copies off of their phones. To make their phones, and then, when the, and then when the well, Android users send a video, the video comes up like the size of like and a pixelated. fucking microchip. And like, I don't care. I don't care if theirs is a little bit better. I want Apple. I want Apple. I don't want their phones. I want easy. the blue. It's all I've done. This for is 10 America. Years. Get an iPhone. Yeah, man. It's all I've done for ten years. I couldn't. If you handed me something else tomorrow, I'd be like, I'd be so pissed. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> are there two movies about Apple, or are there two movies about the Samsung phone? No. There's a Michael Fassbender movie and there's an Ashton Kutcher movie. I don't see the movie about the the Android phones. Yeah, yeah. who no. who are no. you, John that, that, Samsung? That movie would be like two scenes. Yeah, like, come hey, out man, and, uh... should we make a really shitty operating system? Oh, yeah, idiots. Roll credits. Roll yeah. credits. Roll fucking credits. Fucking burn. Got what a bunch of fucking idiots. Stupid logo they have. That's a, yeah, and their logo is stupid. That little fucking Android. Fucking that is stupid. a dumb fucking logo. You're give me stupid. a give me a bite out of an apple any day of the You're week. Stupid Android. What a stupid. This is the Rocky Balboa Apple fanboy hour. Absolutely. And if you want to follow us, follow us at RBCFH Podcast. Uh, Do we you have can, anything else to talk about? Um, the only other thing we could talk about is in the NBA they had a uh, players only meeting. And it was uh, led by Kyrie Irving, who is the, it is kind of his job. He's the VP of, I I don't know if it's player personnel or the players association, but he led it and he said it's more important for them with the movement that's going on in America to not have a season to make sure this movement that's going on, it is more important in life to do this. And they just had a season, it kind of derails everything that's going on, says that basketball is more important than what's going on. And it kind of halts 
sports coming back. Um, what do you feel about that? As a human being, I'll start. Yes, it's more important what's going on in America right now and the Black Lives Matter movement. I would say, yeah, if that's your stance, yes, you should take that. Yes, this is way more important than sports coming back. I would say, then when would you come back? Because if nothing changes in a year, does basketball never come back? Um, that's a tough situation. I don't know how many athletes are going to take to that. I know Dwight Howard was a big component of it and saying, or proponent of it. I don't know what the right word would be. Um, and saying, we shouldn't come back. We should keep leading forward with this. Uh, An opponent Doc, is like a bad guy. Like I said component and proponent. Oh. Um, I don't know. I think proponent is the right word there. Um, proponent Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers had a good point saying he agrees with everything that Kyrie Irving was stating, and he thinks it was great what he did. But he also said that bringing basketball back is a great way to show that their community can strive and move forward and it gives African-Americans a way to just shine and give people in the African-American community to look forward to the to people of their race and color to show what they can become and get people in the African-American community to watch basketball as opposed to being in the streets. So that was the argument. Um, he's a powerful voice in the NBA. As I said, he's the vice president of the, either the Players Association, whatever is the vernacular of what he is. Um, it, it made a movement. What we thought was coming back for sure is not exactly a certainty anymore. Um, Joel Embiid. Like no sports. Exactly. Joel Embiid was on the call. Um, so that was a big moment. It I happened a, a couple days though. ago. Go so ahead. Why does Kyrie Irving think that those two are mutually exclusive? So, like, why can't you play basketball but have the, have the protest at the same time? You know what I mean? I don't understand what that what what the correlation there is. I think this would be it because if they're down in Orlando in this bubble, which it literally is a bubble, like they would be in this Orlando sports arena, the bubble where they're all in these hotels and they have this incredible, like, like the pictures that show it are like astounding. All these basketball arenas and they're in these hotels and they're all in this, like kind of like a biodome. They wouldn't be able to do like the Truman show. Kind of like the Truman Show. They wouldn't be able to be out and, and I don't know if it's rallying, which I don't know if they're rallying right now, to be quite honest. But he's saying they wouldn't be able to go out and do what needs to be done and be necessary to go forth with the movement. They would just be playing basketball. I think that was his point. I wasn't a part of the call. But that was what I gathered was the sentiment of what he was trying to push forward. So, so these players are legitimately out there every day basically protesting is what we're getting out of that then. Because, I, I, I mean, know. you get every other game, every two days, every three days, you got a game. If in between that time isn't enough to do your protesting and then get back into the game. I don't think that's what he's saying. Stands. I think I don't think he's saying like we, we shouldn't play because then we won't be able to participate in actual protests. I think he's, he's saying, saying it takes as, away as a distraction from the message of it the goes Black back Lives to the movement. It goes and back to the normality point. of society. If you just bring back basketball, it just brings society back to normal, which pushes back everything to the bottom of what we're focusing on life and it just brings everything back to what it is. And what it is, is just them being not the focus of what is this incredible movement that's happening in America. So his point is that sports are a distraction from the everyday life. Exactly. That, <laughs> of course. I mean, it makes sense, I guess. Look, I, I, I guess my take on this is kind of complicated because it's just like, while I obviously support the current movement and everything like that, um, eventually life is where let's be, let's, let's, uh, I think I'm not going out on a limb here to You're say we're, stores are going to open again. We're, we're not going to, we're not going to solve racism right now. 
No. And 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 the world is going to have to move on past the COVID crisis. So we're going to have to find a way the to COVID right crisis and and at, at some point the Black Lives Matter crisis is going to get to some form. I don't know if it's a, a, a solution or it's going to it's not going to be as in our face as it is at this current m- moment. Hopefully it gets to some sort of a resolution. What I, what I was trying to say is that eventually both things are going to have to exist at the same time. The Black Lives Matter movement and professional sports coming back. Yes. Like yeah. eventually those two things are going to have to that exist in the, in, point. in the same space. Exactly. And I think both can. Um, now, you know, I, I think that was Doc Rivers point. I tend, I tend to think that maybe if they feel if the players agree that that's the way to go, then why not? I mean, if there's a if there's any time to sit out a season, it's now. So it's like, you know, if they really feel strongly about that and the players vote on it, then sure. Um, I just think that eventually, you know, these two things, these, this movement and normal life, professional sports, all that are going to have to coexist. And because like I just said, like, and yeah, I'm a white guy, you know, we're not going to solve all the problems which are important right now. So again, eventually these are all going to have to live in the same space. I I agree. I think it was a shock to the NBA system that he did this. Uh, again, it's kind of his job to express his opinion and do what he thinks is right. Um, what people are saying is that it's kind of funny that Kyrie, of all people, is doing this because he's uh, a bit of an odd bird. He's a flat earth truther. So for him to do that, and he's sort of... He's a, the Tommy G of the NBA, quite mm, frankly. <laughs> A little bit, but not to say that he's been a very me, me, me kind of guy as far as a basketball player goes. Not that that should have anything to do with what he's preaching as far as this movement. But I'm just saying what has been related and what I've read. I'm not saying that's my How opinion of him. about him frauding his injury because Durant was also hurt? It, it, what you just said is what people have said. I'm just relaying what I have read. So this is, uh, I think what Kyrie is doing and trying to help the movement, I think good on him. Um, I think if he's, if the message is, and I'm not sure this is the exact message is that they shouldn't play until this is all fixed. I don't know how realistic that is. I think that's a sad thing to say, Here's a but it's a realistic thing to say. Right. I, and again, so I don't know the answer. So where do other NBA players stand on this? Because I don't know. Do you? Dwight Howard is like completely on his side. And I okay. just told you what Doc Rivers said. And that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. thing that, I, that I've but seen. But any players that are like all about this, like not wanting to play right now? Or is it, or is everybody I, staying quiet? The only thing that I know is what I've already told you. So people, I don't know. Out. But that's why I started the show. It's that yeah. what we thought a week or two ago is like sports is on its way back. Rob Manfred said 100% baseball's coming back. Now it looks like it might not come back. Basketball, we had exact dates. Now it looks like there, there's a hurdle, a good reason for a hurdle. We don't know. So that, that's where it stands. I just wanted to put that out there. That that's what happened. Um, it's wild, though, like in a week, how much it changed. Like we were by the end of last episode, we were like, All right, and when sports come back, which is looking like they will soon, we're going to be ready. And now it's, um, you know, not looking that way. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, so it is what it is. Good reason, good cause. Um, tough to talk about, but that's the situation and tough to talk about is the 2020 mantra and it just, it is what it is. So that, that's what we have on that. Um, but with that being said, Shams, one of the NBA insider did tweet out today where the 
uh, each NBA team would be staying down in their NBA bubble in Orlando. So who knows? <laughs> the better seat you're in, the better. If they hotel, don't, the if, scrubbier you are, the worse hotel. If they don't make a reality Classic. show out of that, they're they're yeah. they're really missing a oh golden opportunity. Yep. Everybody in the NBA, most of the players in the NBA, all in one oh, area, dude. Yep. Um, if not, I'll take a camera down there right now and, and get Joel it set up. He goes to Disney World with like Russell Westbrook and James Harden. It could I, be like I will, a, I will take Hollywood by storm with my first documentary. Bunch of NBA players in quarantine. Anybody got anything else? I have, I have something little to talk about that's, up, that's of interest of me. Yeah. Um, did anybody watch that three-episode series on AMC called Quiz about who wants to be a millionaire? I didn't. Okay. No. Was anybody a fan of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire growing up? Oh. Yes. Okay. Disgusting. I truly think I'm a huge fan of Jeopardy. Is that you, Jimmy? Is that I you? Think so. All right. Well, we have a bad chord. We're getting new chords. Um, I mean, I, I love trivia. I love trivia shows. Me too, man. I think Jeopardy is probably the best. It, it's the best overall game show of all time. I think the most solid game show in the time that was on is Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah. AMC did this three-part series of a true story called Quiz. I think it was originally a play, and it's about this couple and their brother and brother-in-law. And it originally started, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, was created by these British writers and about this couple who cheated to win a million dollars. You can look it up on YouTube. It's the Ingram family, I-N-G... R-H-A-M? I don't know. Just type in Ingram cheated on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. You'll find it. You'll find it. The quality of the show is whatever. The subject matter is great. Long story short, I, 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 there's, no, I, I, there's no spoiler alert because it's true and they pretty much give it away in the first episode in the first 15 minutes. One, you, you get to learn how they created Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. It was called Cash Mountain at first and it's really interesting but this guy went on, and you know how they used to end episodes with like, all right, this person got to $4,000, we ran out of time, yeah. and then he continued on the next show. This guy went through his first two lifelines into $2,000, and the episode ran out, oh and he won the million dollars in the next episode. And he won a million dollars because they, they got in, uh, they cohorted with a guy who's a fastest finger guy. And they called him because there's this whole secret society of people in England. Super Google, you're saying? I don't know about that, but there's this whole no, secret society. Into the internet? Hold, hold on. There's this whole secret society that's legit. This is all 100% true that found their way onto who wants to be a millionaire by this one guy who got onto a millionaire in three different countries, got onto the seat three times and became this like millionaire guy. Like if you want to go on who wants to be a millionaire, contact me. I'll tell you how to get on. Give me 10% of your earnings. And he got 10% of people who ever got onto Millionaire on England onto the seat, and he retired off of their winnings. Wow. So they found this guy, and the guy who got onto the fastest finger coughed. Whenever this guy, he went through, the guy who won the million dollars always said each answer of the A, B, C, or D, and whenever the guy coughed, that was the right answer. And the guy who won a million dollars cheated. Wow. Man. It was, this again. Is worse than baseball. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. The quality of the show quiz was okay. The subject matter was awesome because we grew up with Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in America. It was like any thirty for thirty. Ah, sure. So the show's called Quiz, but it was just it was the same thing as Millionaire. Is that what? 
the show is called Quiz. Like it was like a show done. It wasn't a documentary. Like they made it a show about the true story of this family uh, about how they cheat on who wants to be a millionaire. It's this guy who's so they have who wants to be a no, millionaire. So so my, I, I apologize. They took it to trial and they took all his money away. This guy was convicted of it and they lost all his money. And uh, I'll let it, I'll let it Dude, go from I there. So they have the millionaire scandal. Love it, man. Have you ever this seen this guy the was an absolute doofus? He's like, well, I don't know. I was thinking about A, which is this answer. I was thinking about B. <coughs> well, C seems good. D, I'm gonna go with B. Damn, you're That's right. What a lot That's of contestants wild. did. Yeah, so, so like that made it made sense for them to cheat that way. So so you're saying that millionaire. So like that brand. Who wants to be a millionaire? Same logo, same everything. Oh, everything. In, in, in all they show countries. you how they created it, which was really cool to see how they created it, became the hit phenomenon that it was, and then people fell in love with it. So they created this, some people created this secret society of how to get on, this family got on, and cheated their way to a million dollars. That's crazy, dude. But now they lost it all. Lost it all, and they're fighting for their innocence to this day. This happened, this happened in 2001 on September 9th and 10th in England. It became this big hubbub. Then September 11th happened in America, wow. lost steam, and then they fought for it after, you know, the steam of September 11th happened. So, so yeah, you can't really fight for a lawsuit of a, a, so where, a cheating scandal when um, two towers just... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They touch on that for a second. Again, they could have executed this so much better, but what this family went through in England who cheated... Like, again, I don't want to ruin too much, but like, they went through <laughs> so much shit, like death in the family, pu- public humiliation, like sure. really, really tough you shit. Everyone over. People bought into what you were doing and you found out. Dude, you remember how popular it. it was in America? It started oh, yeah. in England. Like, well, listen, if you want to watch oh, another, quick, if you want to watch another game show uh, debacle, I don't. on Netflix, there's a series about, you know that show with the whammy called Press Your Luck? Yeah. There was a guy, and there's a whole Netflix. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop! This mathematician got on that show and memorized the patterns of where the lasers would wind up in the squares, and memorized when to hit the enter button, and every time would hit big money. And the guy collected like four hundred thousand dollars in a couple of episodes doing it until he finally got caught, and they realized that what the a fucking memorized all the patterns. What yeah. a fucking champion! Cheating on game shows is next level. Yeah, shit. But that's that was like cheating do. almost. That's like skill. Exactly. It was and a great man who got on pressure. That life. was kind of the argument in this show as well. Is like, is it really against the law? That we beat a system on a game yeah. show. Well, yeah, yeah. That was kind it, of an it's argument. Like counting cards in Vegas. Just because you're so good at it, should it be illegal? It's exactly, kind of and, and they don't say it's really illegal. It's kind of just Yo, like if you're smart enough to do it. Fucking yeah, congratulations! You're, you're just going to get roughed up There's in the casino. Listen, you should not get beat up for being good at cards, dude. They, they have ten decks in a thing. There's 520 cards. This guy memorizes them, and we're mad at him. Yeah, like what? You're a fucking pro, bro. Do I'll just think? say, I'll just say, it was just really cool to see it. Really, I think the most interesting part about this show was seeing this secret underground society of this one guy who figured it out, figured out. How to get on who wants to be a millionaire, how to win fastest finger, and figure out how to retire by saying, You call me, I'll tell you. And he became the phone a friend. Oh! He figured out how to be the phone a friend, say, You call me, I have a room of guys. Wow. You call me this this time, you call me this person this time, and then wh- whatever you away. win, I get 10% of your winnings. And you retired off of it. What a business. So, so what a me, business. So let me just ask you a question. Smoked a pack of cigarettes a day and coffee. Let me ask a pretty, pretty serious question. Like, where does Regis Feldman fall in all of this? He was never, he was never part of it. This was all about the English who wants to be a millionaire because that's where uh, yeah, it started. Yeah, but come on, Regis was in. I it. know he I was know. in on it, right? I, I think know. Regis is probably in on it. He was probably the fucking kingpin. He was the ringleader. And it comes around yep. and around, yep. kingpin. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I, Regis. Yeah, Re, come on. Regis, who wants to be a millionaire? Him. He was taking ten percent because Regis must, was taking nine of that. Yes. Yeah, hell yeah. Who wants to be a millionaire? Who was must see TV growing up? Must what? see TV, dude. That music, the lights, oh, the music. The, oh Especially my God. after that motherfucker won a million, you were and like, he called his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Dad, uh, I don't really have a question for you, but I just want to let you know, know I won a million dollars on, on TV. Matt, he brought it up yeah, last week, and goddamn, I'm going to be so pissed if I'm wrong, but was not the question to win a million dollars in what we're talking about him asking how many miles the Earth was from the sun? No, no, no. It was, um, it was it something was a question to do about Nixon. It wasn't okay. Nixon. It was Reagan. Uh, Reagan. It was Reagan. Yeah, it was okay. Reagan. Who, who starred on a particular TV Didn't show? One of the guys who won yes, a million yes, yes, the yes, final yes. answer was how many miles I is the Earth is from the sun? I think it is miles to sun. It's 93 sure. million miles, yes. 100,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? 100,000 minutes. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, 529,000, so, okay. 6,000 minutes. No need to do that. Um, so, yeah, I, I suggest watching it for the subject matter. The quality of the show is whatever. Uh, but there you go. So sure. quiz on AMC. It's only three episodes, so just watch it. There you go. Um, Dirty Mike just pointed to NHL <laughs> training camp, so that's where we are. I got a power play if you guys want it. Um, are we already at Good the... God. Uh, are we there? Is that where we are in the show? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, all right, so now it's time for everybody's... Oh, I can't uh, even bring myself how? to... How? Uh, hold on, I gotta muster myself off of this. training camp was announced for July 10th or 11th. I'm, uh, you know, I'm fucking pumped. Um, you know, coaches are saying that they only need uh, two weeks to get ready. So, uh, in celebration of the NHL returning, I've, I've, I've prepared a song. <sighs> oh my God, I already know what it is. Looking in your eyes, I see a paradise. This world that I've found is too good to be true. Standing here beside you, want so much to give you. In my heart that I'm feeling for you. Let him say you were crazy. Okay, brother. Put your hand in my head, baby. Don't ever look back. Let the world around us. Just fall apart Baby, we can make it if we're hard to hard. Oh, God. we can build this thing together oh. Stand this strong forever This should be so Nothing's much better Nothing's gonna stop really. us now Climax really exists If this world was out of lovers We still have each other Nothing's gonna stop us now this is really a culmination of sports in 2020. Yeah, it just, is. Just, just, a, just a wet I'm fart of a, everything. Yeah. everything Whatever it's have you ever taken a shit and realized you have no toilet paper? This is kind of like that moment. Yeah. Have you ever tried to like climb up the stairs and realize that you're you're already the top and you try to do that extra step and you do that real hard? Yes, that's this. That's what this feels like. Put your arms around me, baby. Don't ever let go. That world around us. Just for a part. Baby, we can make it if we're hard to hide. All 
Alright folks, let me cut this off for you. Thank you for joining us for our 33rd episode. It was nice having you along. Uh, we hope you enjoy it here on the Philly Fanatic for the first time ever. We will be back next week, hopefully with better news. Hopefully we will have uh, some resolution with the MLB season, with the NBA season. Hopefully no more injuries for the Eagles. And we will be back next week. Good night! <laughs>